by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. My name is Kaya May, and the Vancouver Canucks just lost 4-3 to the New York Rangers in New York City. Um, just before we get into the show tonight, a quick little message from our sponsor, Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right. Um, so the Canucks lost to the New York Rangers, and tonight I am joined by New York Rangers and also just general hockey Twitter legend, Natasha Gershon. Hello. How are you tonight? Hi. Um, I'm happy because the Rangers won. Um, I know a really rare occurrence. Um, <laughs> many Rangers fans are in the audience. Um, yeah, it's it's a good night for Rangers fans. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe a not so good one for Vancouver. I don't know what your standard is. It depends. Um, it depends on what side of the fandom you're on. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a game for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is certainly a way to put it. Um, to kind of recap the game in a sense, uh, going into this game because... Um, the Canucks, before this game, had beaten the Rangers five times in a row, including last year in Madison Square Garden when um, Tyler Myers scored his only goal of the season. And I still remember that dearly. Um, but yeah, it was certainly an interesting game. Rangers get to early. Um, Kreider, the Kreider goal was a little painful to watch, um, personally, as, on the Canucks side. Um yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. it's like they get the two on one and like Garland had just shot it in to the Rangers zone and no one reacted. It's like they're all all of their controllers just disconnected completely. They were just gone. Yeah, um, it was it was a beautiful goal, though. <laughs> it was it was a nice goal. And like Trocek to Kreider, like I'm a huge Kreider fan personally. So I was like, yeah. And then yeah, I realized I, prob- I, I probably shouldn't be cheering for the Rangers when they're playing my team. But, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the Heedle goal, that was sick, uh, except it was, um, did you notice, or did you see, like, a clip of it on Twitter after that, that after Kako had passed to Heedle and Heedle scores, Heedle, uh, uh, no, Kako patted, um, the defenseman Stillman on the back? <laughs> after Stillman went down in front that of him. so Kako. Yeah, cause, <laughs> cause Stillman, like, lost his stick, and... Um, he keeps skating and he just pats him on the back after going and then goes to celebrate with, uh, Heedle. Yeah. The kids are pretty good. Um, what can you Those say, kids. About, what can you say yeah. about like the kind of the young core that, uh, the Rangers are building? Um, I mean, they're definitely like really good and they're developing. Um, they've still got a long way to go, but I guess notably in this game, um, it's best to highlight Keandre Miller, um, Miller got his first three-point game of his career. Um, he he got three assists. Um, and yeah, Philip Hedo got a goal. He's been really good. I think I forget what his streak is. I think he's on like 
a seven point streak if I'm not uh, like wrong. It was I don't his know. seventh goal in the last five games. Seventh goal, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's been on a roll. Um, Lafreniere is kind of redeeming himself. There was <laughs> a, a lot of talk um earlier this season with Rangers fans and Rangers Twitter and, and all that stuff about how Lafreniere is kind of like a bust and is oh. not doing well. And it was really sad because mm-hmm. He was doing so well in the playoffs and everyone was like really hoping for this year to be his like breakout year and he would be doing really good. But he was just underperforming. But um, just seeing him score and seeing him kind of get back on his feet is really good and refreshing um, because honestly, I do like Lafreniere a lot and I want him to succeed and I want him to be a better player and um, just, you know, be that guy that we thought he would be. Um, and you know, first overall picks, we'll just do that to you, I guess. But um, it'd be mean, nice to have one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but there are other players who um, who are also doing well. I mean, Sammy Blay, Sammy Blay, Sammy Blay. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I think I don't it's Blay. I think the S is Sammy silent. Blay. Yeah, those French people, you know. <laughs> um, uh yeah sammy played did, did some things um i don't know he hasn't really been doing anything honestly i was thinking like for the rangers like they should trade him like i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie <laughs> they, they need to trade him. just because i don't see any use for him on the team but that's just me i mean i don't know who am i um overall i mean jimmy vc he was kind of doing his revenge tour because everyone was like jimmy vc isn't doing anything and then he decided to do something for like a month and this game he didn't do anything but i think he tried to um get an assist or something earlier in the game i saw him like skinning around i I just assumed he did something um but yeah i mean the rangers um there are some issues but overall they're still pretty good and they're holding their their own and they're trying i guess so props to the rangers i guess um but yeah compared to the canucks i don't really know but (laughs) that's just the rangers life yeah with our young players i guess um it was kind of a pod colson redemption tour tonight too uh if you think about that like on the canucks end if i think about that because he's he was our 2019 first rounder i believe 10th overall um (laughs) when the draft was in vancouver and he was he played 16 games um with the Canucks scratched off and on and then got sent down to our AHL affiliate um was really good for Abbotsford um I I saw him play one of the games it was actually really cool to see him because like I had seen him uh in the NHL and now I'm seeing him like the AHL he was really good in the AHL Niels Oman was another he was like our rookie we signed him from Sweden um, he's also really he's a, was also really good in the AHL. Hoaglander mm-hmm. is still in the AHL, but I'm pretty sure they're keeping him down there because he can only play like two more NHL games before he's not waivers exempt anymore. So kind of makes sense to keep him down there um, yeah. for the time being. And then I guess you can't really call him young because he's like 29. But Phil DiGiuseppe was another call up. He got his first. Oh yeah, yeah. He got, he got his first uh, goal with us last game. Against the yeah, Red, I was like, that name sounds really familiar. Like, I heard his name, like, yeah, super recently. Cause, yeah, because uh, on Sportsnet, I believe Anthony Stewart gave him, like, a shout-out or something when they were talking about, like, oh, elite okay. players. Like, they're talking about Keandre Miller, of course. They're talking about Kreider. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't Kreider, it was a Banajad. Um, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, 
Phil DiGiuseppe. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. that we'll makes love sense. Them together. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. Uh, it was also a bit of a battle of the Miller you, Millers, you said. You also yeah. already said that, uh, you know, Keandre Miller gets three points in his first career three-point game. I think they said he had seven multi-point, like, two-point games. But mm-hmm. first career, I, I'm assuming of many, considering how young oh, yeah. he is He's and gonna... how amazing he is. He should have gone to the All-Star <laughs> game. For sure. I'm still mad that he didn't get to go, but... Whatever. Me too. It's I mean, I voted so much for him. I it's know. not fair that I didn't count my vote. Like, I saw all <laughs> these people on my time Twitter timeline complaining about, like, all the votes, and I was like, I don't care. Vote for Keandre. Like, that's that's it. That's all I right. care about. I just want him to it's go. And, then, and then, like, two more Rangers go, and it's not even him. That was so sad. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then also JT Miller gets his uh, 500th career point against his former team. Um... Yeah. Which was kind of funny. They interviewed him in the intermission. Uh, Dan Murray for Young Sportsnet interviewed him and said, and Miller completely forgot that it was his 500. He just didn't know. He just He's didn't like, know. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess that's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's certainly an interesting character, but you know, we're stuck with him for the next seven years. So, oh, yeah, he just resigned. That's right. Yeah, 56 million dollar man. Um, <laughs> now there were a few injuries throughout the game. Uh, particularly as we got late in the game, Luke Shen, who is potentially a major trade target, discuss that later, but um, he threw a big hit. I on- I don't remember who it was on, but then he like left the game and then he still got an interference penalty, so they made Connor Garland go into the penalty box. Mm-hmm. Um, they killed the penalty, but... And then the third period, a puck hits Quinn Hughes in the face that Barkley Goudreau was trying to shoot out. We think it broke his nose, or... Uh, I don't know. They, he came back with a full face shield, and it's just the uh, strap on the back, and I was just... Yeah, put him in a fishbowl. He, he had a strap on the back, and I was like, that's... Is that how they secure it? Because that doesn't seem very secure. <laughs> that's like It looks like swimming goggles, but like for your whole face. Um, and then Kreider collides with Trocek, but he came back, so. Yeah. Good for him. I was, I saw that and I was really, I was really scared. I was so nervous. I was (laughs) like, no. No. I was like, yeah, it seems like he broke his nose. Thank you, Robert. But yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, we're getting later in the third. It's like, are the Canucks going to tie it? It's going back and forth. Zibanejad makes it 4-2. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the end of this game. They're going to lose 4-2. They're gonna lo- I had already accepted 3-2 because I saw that score floating around on Twitter before. And I was like, whoever guessed that is a genius. But then it, it didn't turn out to be uh, 3-2. 4-2. And then 11 seconds later, Elias Patterson scores. <laughs> what was your opinion of that not-so-icing icing? I was... I remember my initial reaction was like, Shesterkin wasn't ready for that. Like, he was just like... <laughs> doing his thing and they were just like waiting for like the face off and then all of a sudden a puck goes in i'm like what i like snap out of it i'm like where did that come from like that has to have just been like after the whistle blew that kind of thing right and then i was like i remember like i saw shesterkin like talk to the ref and he was like so confused and angry and the ref was like i don't know like i like what am i supposed to do about it um and i was like oh no i i assumed that they would like challenge it or something but galan didn't say anything or do anything until later um and then 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, icing, icing, no icing. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it was a fair goal, but I mean, at the end of the day, a goal is a goal. So, I mean, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And we won anyway. You, you won anyway, yeah. Um, so, even if, if we lost, I, it would be a different story. Even if that goal got called back, you still would have been even if <laughs> exactly. goal, even the goal did count. But yeah, yeah. it was also uh, Beauvillier's first uh, point as a Canuck, so maybe that's why Bo Horvat apparently unfollowed the Canucks on social media. Yes. Um, yeah, it was certainly <laughs> interesting. I was like, okay, where's the Gallant explosion? I was like waiting for it. Um, he was still fuming though. Yeah, he's he's always fuming. Um. <laughs> It's like every bit clip I see of that man, he looks mad. <laughs> He's like never happy. He's like never I've never happy. seen him happy ever. <laughs> that was me with like Alain Vigneault when I was a kid, when he was the coach before he was the coach of the Rangers, when he was the coach of the Canucks, and he was mm-hmm. like always mad. He always looked mad to me when I was like eight, and so <laughs> yeah, just kind of like it, it reminded me of that a bit. Um, overall, not exactly an eventful game. It's not exactly. Yeah. It doesn't exactly mean, like, life or death for a playoff spot or anything for, you know, the Canucks especially. We're not, we're not tanking or anything. Yeah. yeah. No, tanking, tank, tanking doesn't exist. Tanking doesn't yeah, exist. We're not tanking, NHL. according oh, yeah, to no. Gary, so. Gary doesn't believe in tanking, <laughs> even though apparently Mason McTavish texts Connor Bedard every time the Ducks lose. <laughs> um, which is the funniest thing to me. Um, so funny. Yeah, before we get into more of the Metro versus, or the East versus West debate, um, just a reminder, like, comment, subscribe down below, rate, review, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, follow Natasha on Twitter at NG30, no, 3400. Yeah. I can't read numbers, and I'm Kaya May. (laughs) I'm Kaya May at Real Kaya May. Um, Yeah, follow SCPN Sports, and remember, also like the video, you know. You're part of this too. Put some things into the chat. Uh, sick of these admirable losses. Like, there's still losses, but we still put an effort in. So, like, I can't really be mad. But like, I can yeah. also be mad because, like, it's like it's like the best of both worlds. You lose, but you also score. So, I I mean, kind of like you have better chances of Bedard, but you also can prove that you're a team that can push to the edge, sort of, in a way. Anyway, uh, competition with the Metro Division. Now, this is, especially this division, is going to be under heavy scrutiny. Well, not exactly heavy scrutiny, but it's going to be brought to the attention of Vancouver Canucks fans as they see, um, especially what Bo Horvat's doing, and now because we also have the potentially protected uh, first-round pick from the Islanders for either this year or next year, depending on what they want to do with it. Uh, can you describe a little bit what Metro Division competition is like in general? Um, because it's very different from what we're used to out in the Pacific. Right. Um, I mean, it's very competitive. I mean, mainly because we have, like, the Canes, the Devils, Penguins, Caps, like... All the big playoff teams that usually make deep rounds are always in the Metro. So if you're like a bottom tier Metro team, like the Flyers or like the Blue Jackets, um, you you guys have like zero chance pretty much. Um, And with the Rangers, I mean, it's always like every season is like a hit or miss. Like if we play a little better, we're clinching the playoffs. 
maybe we'll make it past round one, like what happened last season. Um, but most of the time, as long as I've been a Rangers fan, we've always been like kind of close to clinching, but never actually clinching it. <laughs> Um, so it's always just been kind of a toss up of like how many injuries we have, um, like what time of the year they happen and like just how the team is playing. Cause if the team is playing like garbage, like, you know, that we're not making it and you're like, okay, might as well just give up now. Um, but a lot of teams are, um, doing a lot better this season. Like the devils, for example, I know everyone's like freaking out about the devils constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not one to praise the devils because, um, you know, rivalries and whatnot. Um, but, um, I mean, they're playing really good and the Rangers are just below the devils in terms of like Metro standing. So, I mean, we're on par pretty much to a playoff clinch at this rate, um but i don't want to jinx it and um i don't know it really just depends on how the other teams do because if the caps decide to be a little better (laughs) we might be a little a little worried there um because the caps usually end up trying to like overthrow us in the last second um and it's really annoying but um i guess compared to the atlantic division the metro is um pretty much like on the same par if not a little bit worse in general because i mean bruins leafs lightning like those are always playoff teams like they always make the playoffs but it's more just like if they can make deeper runs um but as a rangers fan i mean like i never go into a year and into like a season saying like this is our year you know like the Leafs say <laughs> like Leafs fans <laughs> because you know I mean look I am a Leafs follower okay I have a poster of Austin Matthews in my dorm oh. room but um like I I I tried to have hope in the Leafs last playoffs and that oh, did not God. go well so yeah, I decided not to have hope anymore um and not fall into the trap that is the Leafs fandom um so <laughs> With the Rangers, it's pretty much the same thing, except Rangers fans have zero standards. At least the Rangers fans I know, um, we just we just get what we get and we're happy about it. Like if we win one game, we're so happy about it. If we lose, we're like, okay, we'll get them next time. And like when we lost the Eastern Conference Finals, like we were not like screaming and crying. We just kind of went on with our day. We're like, oh, we're disappointed, but like we expected it because it's the Rangers and they always lose. So like yeah. um it's it's just that kind of mentality, at, at least for Rangers fans and like the ones that I know. It's like experience Rangers hockey and you know, sometimes we lose. Most of the time we lose, but uh, <laughs> sometimes we win and it's fun and cool. Um, but, you know, just take every win. And I think that's what makes it fun as a fan because, like, you get to enjoy every win while it happens because you never know when the next one is going to happen, you know? That's a that's a good way to take it, especially considering just how the Vancouver fan base reacts to things a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's very overreactive. Like, we win one game, it's just like, okay, we're going for the playoffs now, and it's just, <laughs> like, half of it's joking, but, like, half of them are serious, and it's insane. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, with the whole, 
like everyone's talking about Tank for Bedard. I'm like, I couldn't care less. It's just a guy. No, he's I... just a dude. He's not gonna. Also, a he, he's a forward, so he's not gonna like save our big problem, which is our defense. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. like everyone's problem, though. <laughs> Every like everyone except Boston. Pretty much, Boston. Yeah. New Jersey's defense is pretty decent. I think. I don't know. Just from just from what I've seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I guess I, you can't. You're not allowed to praise them. It's in. It's in the contract. Exactly. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It's very different. Uh, considering like the tightness over there. Um. For, because you know, at the end of the day, only a few select teams from each conference make the playoffs, and then, and then in our, um, in our conference, it's like there'll be a team. That's good for like two years, and then they drop out, and then it's the next team, and like there's no consistency with the Western Conference, right? Like St. Louis won the won the Stanley Cup almost four years ago now in 2019, and they're the team that's above us in the wild card standings, uh, for the West, and it's like Seattle comes out of nowhere, um, and is like second in the Pacific. They're like right there with Vegas. Um, mm -hmm. Dallas is, Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado are the central, like, top teams. LA is there with, you know, a negative 10 goal differential. <laughs> um, and it just, the Pacific makes no sense compared to, like, the competitiveness of the, of the East, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just feel like that's, that's kind of the vibe I get from, just how every team I operates. I also get that vibe, but yeah. I think that might just be because I don't watch a lot of Western mm -hmm. Conference hockey. Um, and when I do, I mean, it's mainly the Stars and like the Avs and the Wild sometimes. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it. I think because like as an East Coast like hockey fan you kind of just stick with your division and you're like everyone else isn't important um <laughs> and like until the playoffs and then they're important um and like that's kind of it um but I see your point for sure yeah it's like when people call the pacific the mickey mouse division it's like um that's kind of true it's a little true <laughs> Like, um, Colorado has 58 points right now, and they're not even a wildcard team, um, because they're the third team in the Central, uh, and that would not even- that would get them below the Islanders, who are not even in a wildcard spot on the East. So, the Western is a bit weird, and I understand that, like, not watching the other side's hockey as much. I feel like- because every time we go out east, I always get scared of, like, what's going to happen. Because every game is... A lot of the games are either insane or insanely boring. Because, um, like, with high scoring or it's, like, nothing at all. Um, anytime we play Florida is usually insane. Because they just, they just score away their problems, except they're not doing as well with that this year. Oh, they have a plus one goal differential. That's fun. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be... A big adjustment for those who now want to kind of follow Horvat and see what he's doing with the Islanders and be like, oh, so these teams are good. This is what's happening. Because in the Pacific, it's like, it's always just, you could flip a coin and that's the team who's going to win that night. Like, it makes no sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes absolutely yeah. no sense 
out here, and I'm a little afraid. Um, all right, just another reminder, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Um, to end off the show, wanted to talk about some upcoming trade deadline thoughts of yours, considering, you know, the Rangers are kind of contending. I mean, they got the goaltending, they have... They have mm-hmm. a pretty young core, so I feel like it could take a couple more years for them to get there. They have a new captain who pissed off the Calgary Flames. Um, pissed off a lot of people. Pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so where do you think your teams, because I know you also follow the Bruins, cause, and the Bruins yeah. typically are very good at the trade deadline. Um, there's 23 yeah. days left. What do you think is going to happen league-wide with your teams, etc.? Um, I mean, I'm hoping for a lot of contract re-signings for the important people like Zibanejad, you know, I mean, he did get a contract extension, I think last season for like eight years, I'm not sure, um, or a few years. So I guess all the big pieces for the Rangers are kind of taken care of. Um, But with the Bruins, I mean, we're still waiting on re-signing Pasta and, you know, that Mm -hmm. whole thing. Um. But overall, I just hope we don't make any stupid decisions. Um, but, you know, with Chris Drury, who knows? Um, <laughs> honestly, who knows? It's a toss-up. Because sometimes he's smart and he makes good decisions, and other times he's not. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I hear a lot of trade rumors about Patrick Kane, and, um, you know, apparently he wants to come to the Rangers. Like, I don't see why we would need him. Um or why we would take him or who we would trade for him. I mean, we could probably hypothetically trade some, like, I don't know, bottom tier player like Sammy Blay, for example, but and a couple <laughs> conventional first round picks or something. But um, I don't see why we would need Patrick Kane and considering he's um, injured, I think, a lot. Um, I think he has like a hip injury or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Rangers really need that. Yeah. Um, I think what will be best is if we just continue to develop the kid line, which is working pretty well so far. Um, And like, if need be, maybe like send some guys down to the AHL to develop some more. But like, overall, I think we don't really need any like fresh people. Um, And like, overall, it's just up to whatever, you know, happens. But I, I mean, the Bruins are set too. So I don't really see like what the tray line could be trade deadline could bring for the Rangers or the Bruins but overall like I I have no idea (laughs) like it's it's just whatever happens happens at this point yeah it's definitely going to be an interesting year considering there's like multiple big names with you know Kane and Taves wanting out of Chicago there's um Carlson Meyer out of San Jose there's Mm -hmm. I mean I've been hearing that the Rangers might consider Timo Meyer but um i don't know it's just i don't trust the trade rumors because yeah they always involve toronto oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the nhl just loves to revolve around toronto so i just i, I don't trust them because they're always wrong yeah. um, i will never forget the off season when everyone thought that nazim kadri would be a new york islander and i was yes. so annoyed <laughs> like why yeah. that's not gonna happen and like i was like the Goudreau right. thing. Oh yeah, Goudreau. like Johnny Goudreau to Philly, Johnny Goudreau to de- to New York to New Jersey. Yeah, and then they bullied, they booed him in Long Island, 
and yeah. he wasn't he didn't even talk to them like i know those trade rumors are crazy yeah. um but yeah i don't trust them so i i'll just wait for the trade deadline to hurt my feelings and you know that's just how it that's just how it happens yeah it, it definitely last year hurt my feelings because it, it, it gave you guys tyler mott and i was sad but yeah now now he's now he's on ottawa but apparently he's on the trade block again i don't know i like tyler mott as but usual. as usual yeah um there is like rfas and there are rfas that need to get re-signed for the rangers um mm-hmm. like lafreniere heedle um yeah. sammy blay is a ufa next year so do with that what you will <laughs> hooray hooray <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then uh keandre miller as well so somebody's getting paid i feel like somebody could be on the trade block for one of those guys um for the rangers and then for the canucks it's like it's just like you open up a bag and you could just pick anything you want because basically that's what the canucks are treating it as right now apparently there was a rumor for miller to carolina which i do not see happening whatsoever because carolina is like carolina does not need him yeah like and they're doing pretty well so why would they they have like aho teravine and like they got their big trade or whatever with brent burns they got they got okay patcheretti's out for the season now but they got some big names over there. Carolina, I feel like people are just like, oh yeah, Carolina always wants this guy, wants this guy or this guy or this guy, and it's just like, no, they really, they really don't need it. They just kind of, um, like, it, they fly under people's radar, especially over here on our side, on like the Pacific, like the West side, as well as I guess in Toronto because people forget they exist all the time. Um, uh, I've been hearing some rumors about um, the Bruins maybe wanting Luke Shen. Um, yeah. but I don't know about that because yeah. we're pretty good on defense. Like we don't need extra defense at this point. Yeah, um, that was like my thought when I heard like the Leafs want him again, the Leafs want him back. I'm like, yeah, there's no point. There's no point. You guys are pretty set with your D. <laughs> um, and then Tampa apparently wants him back again. And then I heard Calgary is one that's really popped up because they want him essentially to replace Chris Tanev because Chris Tanev's injured right now and Mm. people are making jokes about it it's like this is basically what the Canucks tried to do when they put Shen on a pairing with Quinn Hughes because because Tanev and Hughes were originally the pairing and Mm. yeah that that's a long that's a long rabbit hole of the amount of Canucks that went to the Calgary Flames in like one off season um yeah for there's also a few rumors about like Brock Besser, mm-hmm. Connor Garland. Personally, I could see. I I just feel like Connor Garland's a Bruin. Maybe that's because he's from Massachusetts. So like I have that in my head. Yeah. Um, but they already have like a pest type guy in Marchand who scores way more than Garland does. So that is true. We can't replace Brad. Can't replace mm-hmm. Brad. And who would want to replace Brad? Honestly. Oh, could you imagine? um and then uh who else besser i'm trying to think of more oh yeah like bo horvet i thought he was gonna be a bruin for the longest time like Mm -hmm. not that you guys like needed him but i was thinking i was (laughs) it would have been funny if he ended up a ranger though because i i mean i could maybe see that happening um 
but I don't think we had the cap space for him. So, um, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't but have worked out. we didn't have the cap space for him either, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel like, Obviously. I feel like maybe, maybe the Rangers, it was weird to me that it was the Islanders though, of all teams. Cause Yeah, like, it was kind of uh, when I when I saw that trade, I was like my jaw fell to the floor because I was not expecting that at all. I don't know what I was expecting, but not the Islanders. Um I think maybe because I don't expect the Islanders to get anything ever. Um and they're just this hole in the wall franchise to me. But um it, that's just that's just my view on the Islanders. I mean, like, you know, rivalries and whatever, but um I mean, I don't know if he's good for them or not, because I don't really care, but, like, <laughs> I think to I be think honest. I think they're looking for they needed somebody to score goals, I guess. And uh I guess, he I mean. I guess he was kind of doing that over here for a bit. Finally, but not finally. He was always he's always a good finisher for us, but well Yeah. now it's just this year he popped off because he wanted to get paid a lot of money. Um, <laughs> uh, which no blame to him. Like that's what I would do too. Um Before we wrap up here, I have one more question related to trades, and then we can do the promotions and goodbyes and everything. Um, would you have agreed to the Miller for Heedle, Lundquist, and First deal from last year? I need a Rangers take on this because Oh man. it... Um <laughs> I mean me personally, no. Um mainly cuz I like Filipino a lot. Oh yeah, Um yeah. and like I would really miss him, but um I don't know. I mean I don't know. Um I mean I I don't agree with that trade honestly, but that's just my take. I mean I don't know. There's not much to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Considering like it didn't happen, there's not Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a hypothetical, um but I don't like that trade personally. Yeah. No, it's looking back on it in retrospect, in hindsight is 2020, but in retrospect it's like it's not a good it's not a, it's not a fair trade. Uh but also apparently at one point they wanted just one for one Braden Schneider for JT Miller. that wouldn't have worked like at all I know. Um but not a one for one trade that yeah, that kind of I just learned this like during the game and I was like that doesn't make sense to me. Um all right. So Thank you for joining me tonight on Game Over, Natasha. Would you like to promote, you know, your podcast, like writing, stuff yeah like that? sure um i mean once again you can follow me on twitter at ng3400 um i'm on there a lot um and i write for back sports page um it's a um, sports publication website and I, I write about hockey there i write about rangers i write about bruins i write about a whole bunch of things um so you can go find me on backsportspage.com Um, and I'm also on a podcast called Wrinkles in the Crease, and you can find that on all platforms, I guess, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, etc. Um, and that is on Twitter at WITC underscore podcast BSP. Um, and you can follow Back Sports Page on at Back Sports Page on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I guess. Um, and that's... pretty much it. All right. Thank you for joining me tonight. Um, I have been Kaya May at Real Kaya May on Twitter. Real Kaya May on Twitter. I, 
I always say my name too fast. It's a problem. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow SDPN at SDPN Sports on Twitter. Remember to like, comment, subscribe down below, rate and review if you're listen listening to this on a podcast platform. And yeah, the Vancouver Canucks lost 4-3 to the New York Rangers tonight in a game that, you know, was an expected loss, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, with this team that is certainly not tanking because that doesn't exist. The Canucks are now 2-1-1, one, one, I believe, with under Rick Tockett. And yes, that is it. Good night, everybody. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.